2: Tom Bernard Show with Hackmaster Rafter Basham MD.
1: Co host Catherine Brandt.
2: Andy
3: Brandt Bernard.
1: Cassie Schrader.
3: And we'll be right back with our second hour. Kathy Williamson will join us. We're going to take a gander at a few news stories. And Catherine has breaking news.
4: Breaking fresh from Hollywood.
3: Right up after this Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer Way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, The Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out Walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. It's hillbilly time, ladies and gentlemen. This is our hillbilly breaking news music.
1: <laughs> it's the future so bright, I gotta wear shades.
3: Oh, I gotta wear shades. There yeah. We go. What's happening, Kevin?
4: Uh, Kristen just uh, texted me when we were on break and said that ABC canceled Roseanne.
5: I did confirm they that did too. They did cancel it. So, yep. Yeah. There you go. Yep, not at all surprising. It's like how many I, I, how many hours after that tweet did that take?
4: I missed what she said. You guys were talking about it. Well, I because I was a little late today. She Do-do. said
5: she about an Iranian woman. The woman looks to be.
4: Who is this woman?
5: She, this... Valerie J something. Valerie Jarrett. She's just some advisor. I don't even know why.
3: She was a White House advisor for oh, Obama. Yeah. Okay. And Roseanne said something about you're like a combination of what was. It? It was <laughs> she said Muslim <laughs> Brotherhood plus Planet of the a- plus Planet Apes of equals the Apes VJ equals VJ, which would be Valerie Jarrett. Okay. But she's she's like half. She, she looks to be like half white and half Iranian. Yeah, you wouldn't know by looking at her that she's <coughs> not all would, black. No, no. No. Okay. I don't think she is black.
4: So when did she tweet this out?
3: Uh, was that just this morning or was it last night that Roseanne tweeted
5: out that the Planet of the Apes comment? Uh, this was like two hours ago.
4: So not even <sighs> two hours, she's canceled. Yep,
5: They just immediately go right to canceling. Wow. And all the people who worked on that show are now they're not out, of work. out of work.
3: Yeah. I don't really understand why she didn't know better than to, to mm. you know you don't want to make an ape reference ever no like i said ken kendall and i get called apes that's about as good as close as you're well, going to get
2: well i i think if she if she would have said uh cross between hamas and planet of the apes because hamas is shia i brought that up before so you know maybe that's then be, maybe that was the outrage is that that was maybe that was the outrage possible so, Roseanne has been canceled,
3: even though it's the number one uh, sitcom uh, and was the number one show for several weeks. So, it's doing 10.5 million viewers, but are they going to yank it off the air
2: immediately?
4: I, I don't know. I would assume they, they just, will. Yeah, the, Kristen just said she's canceled.
2: Or will it roll over to um, Amazon? Mm, I don't think so. At
5: Bezos, Netflix. Is, yeah, not
2: Bezos.
3: Not but Bezos. someone,
5: I think, would be smart to pick that up. Because people are going to... I mean, that's such a knee-jerk reaction that I don't think most people would... Even people who hate Roseanne would not agree that, you know, three hours after tweeting something, they just can the entire show. That's a stupid move. Yeah. So I, someone's going to pick it up and...
3: Uh, I don't know if they will. You don't want to mess with race in Hollywood, man. You just don't don't want to do it. It's a bad no, idea. you can't do it. Uh Roseanne has been canceled following its star. Roseanne Barr's racist tweet about former Obama aide Valerie Jarrett, ABC Entertainment president, uh, said in a statement, today the network has decided to cancel the Roseanne reboot. No, it says story developing, so we don't know if they're going to yank it off completely. I, I would assume they'll just yank it off the air. That would make sense.
4: Well, how many how many episodes are left before it's summer break anyway.
3: Yeah, not many. Uh, I don't know uh, what, what what the story is there. I just, I don't... Roseanne's always put her foot in her mouth. Remember when she,
4: she sang the yes. national anthem it was a yeah. disaster? Yeah, that didn't help her career yeah, he any at that. all. But you know, it's interesting. I wonder if she had made a comment about somebody in the Trump administration if everybody would be going so crazy about this. I
5: think that was the last... I think they're done... For the season anyway. Oh, they were? Yeah, because looking at the previous seasons of Roseanne, they never aired past uh, May 20-somethingth. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's probably true. I
3: don't know. I I just, like I said, she constantly loves to do stuff like this. I don't understand. See, here's the problem. Every time there is a conservative Hollywood figure, they always end up putting their foot in their mouth. And I don't know why that is. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you know, he didn't really put his foot in his mouth, but that whole thing of Clint Eastwood talking to an empty chair, was like, it's just kind of sad. It's like, what are you doing? You're an old man. Don't be talking to people who aren't there because we think you might be serious. <laughs> I don't know. It's it just the whole thing is just a disaster. CNN is not retracting its story, uh, accusing Morgan Freeman of sexual harassment despite what the Shawshank Redemption star's lawyers would like Jeff Zucker to do. The unfounded accusations made by Mr. Freeman's lawyer are disappointing and are difficult to reconcile with Mr. Freeman's own public statements. In the aftermath of the story, a CNN rep tells uh, The Rap. CNN stands by its reporting and will respond forcefully to any attempt by Mr. Freeman or his representatives to intimidate us from covering this important public issue. Jeff Zucker is a disaster.
5: I remember when um, BuzzFeed did this for Hulk Hogan. Didn't work out well for them. No, it did not. Uh, he got, he sued him for, what, $105 million? Yeah, you can't openly just break the law, even though you really want to.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, well, let me find out what what he's accusing them of. A CNN insider tells The Wrap that the platform will have a formal legal response to the letter in the next 24 to 48 hours. These things just take time to properly put together. A 10-page letter, in a 10-page letter sent directly to CNN President Jeff Zucker earlier Tuesday and obtained by The Wrap, Freeman's attorneys accused the cable news uh, channel of defaming their client. It is clear that CNN has defamed Mr. Freeman, one of the most uh, damning... Paragraphs reads, CNN has inflicted serious injury on his reputation and career. At a minimum, CNN immediately needs to issue a retraction and apologize to Mr. Freeman uh, through the same channels and with the same level of attention that is used to unjustly attack him. Doesn't seem like that's going to happen, though. Yeah, I am sorry, but there's audio of you on tape saying things that are really creepy to women.
5: Well, being creepy isn't a crime. It's not a crime. You nope. know what's going to happen? This will stop when they accuse someone who is unstable and then they murder someone like the CEO of a news corporation. Oh, yeah. That's or, when it'll stop. Or it might stop if Morgan Freeman brings
2: an action and gets awarded $200 million.
5: No, it won't stop. Hmm. That's yeah, not enough. People only respond—they see violence and then they make an emotional reaction. They don't think— That's the whole deal. Mm -hmm. Um, What is this all about? (laughs) Due to the fact
3: that she dances on stage for multiple hours while also signing and entertaining uh, thousands of people, Taylor Swift typically breaks into a sweat while performing. Not so shocking, right? Women sweat. It's fine. Well, uh, anyway, apparently BBC interviewer Greg James simply couldn't uh, couldn't even with Taylor being uh, sweat Sweaty, po- couldn't even? Yeah, that's like oh, new millennial yeah. speak. Also, oh, it's not even, even. deal? Yeah. I can't even? Yeah. I can't no. even deal with it? Right. Mm-hmm.
4: They just say can't even. Yeah,
3: let's write it in English, shall we? Anyway, apparently BBC interviewer Greg James simply couldn't even with Taylor uh, being sweaty post-show and suggested that she take a shower during the interview. I think you need to have a shower right now, he said to her. What a jerk. Don't be gross. Maybe yeah, she was stinky. She just got off stage. Was she funky? Yeah, but, I mean, the woman works her ass off on stage. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. What what is she supposed to do? I tell you what, why don't you back off her until she does take a shower and then interview her?
4: Well, the appropriate thing would be to say, do you need to take a break and, you know freshen yeah, up right or would you like to not you have to or you need to no. right yeah
3: no. I mean I'm not some big huge Taylor Swift fan that's not why I'm defending her but I'm sorry she's working her ass off and now, and and then you come up I mean and go you should take a
2: shower
4: you know, I think she's fair I think she's pretty talented to tell you the truth <clears throat> yeah, I mean I'm like not it. like you know I'm not her age group obviously of fans but she's definitely a talented person actually
2: Ash- Ashley, Ashley my daughter she went to see her on Saturday night oh Saturday night was it good or Friday night Friday night in Denver. See? Yeah, Ashley went to see Taylor Swift. see Taylor Swift? Okay. Yeah. Did
4: you get to babysit?
2: Oh, we babysat. Yes.
4: Oh, how fun!
2: The trust yeah. without, She trusts
4: you without. She trusts you already she to trust, go trust, out. And away.
2: Goes, well, there was the, the, the dad was there and, we, you know, Nana was there. Oh. We okay. had plenty of people
5: around. <laughs> I was
4: you had a team I, I, you know, was, it's
5: funny how people i was chaperoned they're like <laughs> well you raised several children but i think i know better than you so <laughs> yes yes
3: oh, i think it's
4: that first time parents just you people know they're get, nervous yes, about they get the whole really thing. weird they, about well they get very very you know mama bear
2: no not Ashley. no she doesn't no She's No. Like, you it's,
5: take no. care of this
4: <laughs> bye
6: you,
3: take, you can hold him. Here, hold him. <laughs> Well, it was just announced that Wanda Sykes did indeed quit Roseanne after Star's racist tweet, but she She didn't have to quit because they canceled the show. She was one
4: of the writers, and she had quit before. As soon as the tweet came out, apparently she said she quit on Twitter.
3: Didn't everybody know that Roseanne's nuts? I've had her on the
5: show a few times. Yes, I'm sure everyone knew. She's nuts.
3: I'm sorry, but she is. She's one of
5: those people. It's like you can't be surprised by anything she says. It's like what she does. Yeah. She says things.
2: I was interviewed by her once. Really?
5: By Roseanne, yeah, interviewed
2: uh, by her, yeah, interviewed by her. She, she, and uh, who was her? The, the Tom the, Arnold. Tom Arnold when they were oh, married. Yeah, yeah. When Good Company was on the air here, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, they wanted to do that show. They wanted to do an interview show, and they wanted to talk to somebody about liposuction. And I was, and I went on as a, a, a physician, yeah, as a plastic surgeon. It was very interesting. They seemed okay, although Tom was a little bit jittery.
4: He, yeah he yeah. always seemed like maybe he
2: he was moving way yeah. more than mo- most people would move yeah he's a very very
3: tough guy to interview is he's he? a very difficult guy to interview because he wanders off a lot does he you know he does he wanders off topic a lot so it's does, not easy does
4: he have a career anymore is he doing anything no he was I mean, he's doing on, some stuff he was in movies as uh, like a yeah. bit parts yeah. here and there. Tom know. Arnold? Yeah, I don't he's know what ever happened to him.
3: Funny, you should ask. I know mm. he does that show. Um,
5: yeah, he's not really, he seems to be kind of petered out. Does he write? He mustn't write or anything like that. I don't think so. How
1: he has this podcast that's, Jesus. oh, about all I know of.
3: <laughs> what does he do on his podcast?
1: Just talk about random topics.
3: Does he have a guy next door to him that's talking so loud in his phone <laughs> you can hear him right through the wall? <laughs> Good God, that guy talks loud. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I don't know. Has he got a voice changer? Let me tell <laughs> you where it's coming from. I shouldn't have smoked. I now know
2: it. <laughs> uh, Electro larynx, please. Electro larynx.
5: The last right. thing he ever did that people really cared about uh, was just, a long time ago. Yeah,
4: I have very vague memories of uh, <clears> them. <throat> they were together and they were building some gigantic mansion in somewhere like. Indiana, or something? Iowa. I think it was Iowa.
6: Iowa. Iowa. It was oh,
4: yeah. And then they were getting a divorce, and then the place was sitting there half finished, and everybody was mad, and the contractors weren't getting paid. And that's sure. like basically all I remember of their marriage was that. I do love that. Roseanne
5: Barr and Tom's un, uh, The Abandoned Mansion, right outside of Eldon, Iowa, whatever that it's is. still just sitting there? It's, yeah, just half finished. They just abandoned it you can go to it and explore the uh abandonedness of it
3: why would you do that
5: that is a good question there are videos of people jesus that is a large yeah uh,
4: it was crazy big
5: it like there's a picture of these people in some unfinished basement and it looks like a parking garage really yeah so yeah hey if you want to go uh Explore a mansion that might collapse and kill you. Yeah, because she
4: she was making a ton of money off that Roseanne show.
5: She's worth a couple hundred million dollars. I know that. Yeah, she'll be fine. But you know, who knows about the uh, rest of the crew of that show? Whether or not they'll be fine. I know.
2: Uh... It's sad
4: that everybody else has to go down with the ship.
2: And maybe that's why she felt she could make that comment because she had that "screw you"
5: money.
3: Oh yeah, she
2: doesn't
5: care. (laughs) Yeah,
2: she'll be all right.
3: Uh, Wanda Sykes has had enough of Roseanne, the actress and comedian, is credited as a consulting producer on the ABC sitcom's rebooted season. But Sykes, whose credits also include on camera roles and ABC's. Uh, um, what is it? Blackish? But they, did, they didn't capitalize the B in blackish. That's, Maybe it's a stylistic thing. It's capitalized, isn't it?
4: You know what? I don't know. Or is it, it is
3: stylized as not. Oh, Oh, okay. So blackish is not capitalized. That's
5: weird. Although black is bold and ish is italic. So there's that.
3: Right. Uh, HBO's Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, of course. She just tweeted, I will not be returning to At Roseanne on ABC. The statement uh, comes after Barr made a racist tweet Tuesday attacking former President Obama senior advisor Valerie Jarrett. I, I still don't understand her reference
4: I don't get it either I don't even know what it would why she said it about no, anybody what you know. did it she's mean? not
5: stupid enough to make an overt black people apes comparison on twitter I wouldn't think it was so. just poorly worded mm-hmm. or is it or is it just because she criticized somebody in the
2: obama administration oh that 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 would get you Or is it to just that. That, yeah, that, well, that well Tim well, the, Allen the, the, the did two the two combined
4: thing. are going to make a twitter war so she so. would
2: if she would have said uh a cross between um, uh, with the Muslim Brotherhood and. Um, Cars too. And Al. And <laughs> yes. Al Roker. Cars. <laughs> no, no, can't. Or across between, you know, uh, or Charlton Heston, like I said before. You know, if she would have used some other reference, would there have been the same outrage because she criticized the Obama administration? Yeah, you don't want to connect Obama in any way no.
3: with the word apes. There was no. just a really bad idea.
2: There was a. And what's interesting, it kind of does follow this, is I have an acquaintance that you know, Tom, Mm, in our building, whose son was called to the principal's office in his school because he was he was chumming around too much with another boy in the school who was wearing uh, Trump socks.
3: Oh, God,
2: yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Academia's oh. in a bad place right and,
3: now. Oh, my
4: God. You know,
2: this vitriol seems to move way toward the center in the liberal-thinking uh, populace. That, you know, that's, that's exactly what he said. He says that his son was talked to and scolded by the principal because he was hanging around with this boy that had Trump socks. And how is that a bad thing? I don't know.
5: And then they said... Are you now or have you ever been a member of the Trump party? Exactly.
3: <laughs> and then we took a break and came back. We'll part two in just a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard show. This is Tom for Flow. For the past 35 years, Flow's passion to invent a better way has created some of the finest recreational products available. Flow's Cargo Max trailer line is a perfect example of their innovation. This trailer is redefining the utility trailer industry. They start with a strong aluminum frame, and then add a thermoform polymer bed. It gives you a nearly indestructible one-piece trailer body. And since it's molded, it adds style that the trailer industry has never seen. They even beat it with a large sledgehammer at 20 below zero to prove how tough it is. Best of all, you'll never worry about dents, rust, rot, or paint. Visit their website at FLOEINTL.com to find your local dealer and to see videos of this unique trailer, including... A video showing hockey star Ryan Souter shooting pucks at it, trying to break it. You'll quickly see how Flow has earned the reputation for quality products and offering you more for your money. Flow, a better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the nutrimost Weight Loss Plan, and now you can find out how to have success losing weight at Nutrimose Twin Cities in Plymouth, just like me, at their free informational dinner on Monday, June 18th, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Those unwanted pounds will melt away really, really fast. I've lost about 50 pounds now at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth after being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that are weight gain triggers. As I've said over and over again, the Nutrimost Weight Loss Plan is so easy, and they guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life. And I know they can help you too. Call now to register for the Nutrimos Twin Cities and Plymouth dinner on June 18th. To register, call 763 333 7337. That's 763
6: 333
1: 7337. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Roseanne, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's too late, Toots. That I won't.
0: Is you that know.
5: the um, hippopotamus she... for Christmas girl? No.
1: That's Brenda Lee. Sounds Brenda exactly Lee. like her. She's saying rocking around the Christmas tree, right? Oh, she that's did. what yep. I'm thinking yeah. of.
3: Yep. She, um,
5: I couldn't get my voice that high when I was two. No. Well, she had an especially high voice. Uh, she did. Oompa I just, Oompa uh, Loompa ish voice.
4: I really don't understand the um, wisdom of mm-hmm. when you're. When you get a big role like that and you are making a comeback, why your publicist doesn't just say, you know what, we'll just handle the, the Twitter account. Yeah. You yeah. Just, just give That's it up. That's true. Just okay. give it up for, you know, the, the duration of the show and just post positive, wonderful messages about, you know, the show and just leave it at that. Why do they have to sabotage their career with these yeah.
1: idiotic Twitter? Well, she, yeah, she did mention on Twitter, she goes, I apologize. Now I'm getting off Twitter. That's what she, that was That's her what last she said, yeah. one yeah. tweet
3: too late, <laughs> one tweet too late indeed. Well, like I said, you have to be very very careful. You can't make observations because they might be wrong, and if your observation's wrong, you're well, still
2: a jerk. It, you're, or your yeah, yeah, the way you see the world might be offensive to other people. Yeah, yes.
4: and what you might think is funny is offensive. To, I mean, it's I know just, you just can't take any chances because people are gonna. I, and I mean, what she tweeted was. Seemingly racist. I don't know what her intentions are. What the hell
5: she meant by
4: planet of the age? What the hell does that even mean? That's right. And if she didn't didn't mean to be racist, it certainly came off as racist.
5: I think she has a mental
2: disorder of some sort. Well, she started out as a stand-up comedian. Mm -hmm. So she may still view herself as a stand-up comedian and be able to make comments like that, have the freedom of being a stand-up comedian. I mean, because Mm -hmm. I think they should, you know, I've always said that's the last bastion of free speech in America. Yet there's even then you can't say no, things. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's why she looks at herself and says, well, I'm a comedian. I can say, make jokes. Nope. Not anymore you can't. Well, I, when they
3: have anything to do at all, I don't, did she mean it as a racial comment? We'll,
5: well never know.
3: I, I don't even know what the hell it meant. I have no idea what she meant by that. <laughs> it,
4: well, yeah, exactly.
3: It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense.
4: No. Yeah, it well, really
3: doesn't. Uh, it makes no sense. She doesn't like Valerie Jarrett. When's the last time Valerie Jarrett mattered? Never. That,
4: yeah, I don't even know yeah,
2: where did it come from. I know where what, did it come from. <laughs> what scab did Valerie Jared pick yeah. on her? She's yeah. yeah. made the. I, yeah. It makes no sense. She's not
3: even in the White House anymore. Why would you comment on her at all now? Who so, can? You know. God, all these political people drive me insane. It is unbelievable.
4: Well, she was dumb to say it, and it's going to cost her dearly. Because I mean, what was she making?
2: Oh, she was making a fortune. Oh, she she probably still gets her cash.
4: You think so? I bet you the
2: contract says she still gets her cash. um,
3: I
4: don't know if you can collect after you say something like that anymore.
3: I was talking to someone recently. I won't identify them, but they said they're on Match.com. They said at least a third of the people say on there, if you didn't vote for Hillary, don't even bother contacting me. I mean, uh, your politics are that ingrained, they're that Mm. solidly locked in your head that you can't listen to anybody else's opinion on anything.
5: No, no. there are millions of people out there who literally cannot talk to someone who doesn't agree with everything. That they say. Or else they'll freak out. It just makes no sense to me. Don't you want
3: to learn other things? Look, one of the best things that ever happened to me is that Michael Bryant and and Doug Sprinthal tend to lean a little liberal and i've learned things from them because i paid attention it's not that i was conservative i'm a centrist but i listen to conservatives and i listen to liberals you learn things there's nothing wrong
2: with that right right i mean ex- when you have a discussion on a topic that you don't agree with somebody on you're able to under hear what they have to say and explore your own convictions right, right. your convictions may be may be strengthened they may be uh, brought more to the middle Or you may change your conviction. You might. The whole point is the discussion to try to understand other ideas. It's it's important, and no one does that. And it seems there's more and more tribalism going on. we got our tribes, and it's just going on and on and on. absolutely true. You didn't say the right thing. You don't look the right thing. You don't believe the same way. We, We hate you.
3: Absolutely true. I tell you one thing, to change subjects completely here, but remember I said that the Prince Harry and Meghan Markle... Only, uh, that marriage is only going to last a couple of years. Yeah. And it's not because of Meghan Markle or Prince Harry. It's because of their families. His family and her family. They're both nuts. <laughs> Meghan Markle's half-sister, Samantha, strikes again. A few days back, the Duchess of Sussex coat of arms was unveiled. While many were impressed, her estranged sister was not. In fact, Samantha criticized it and likened it to a kindergarten student's artwork, calling it empty and it makes no sense. <laughs> Extremely improper that my father was not named on the coat of arms, and quite frankly, it looks like it was drawn by someone in a kindergarten classroom, Samantha wrote on Twitter. Our father is American, but we have ties in the family tree to royalty in several places. No, you Let's, don't.
4: Yeah, yeah. several what? places. Calm down. Like calm. So do <laughs> I. Yeah, well,
2: you don't have any connection to royalty anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, the traveler, traveler royalty doesn't count. Traveler royalty doesn't oh, count. Right. You understand? I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Isn't it that
3: that, that, uh, that uh, those uh, mind readers? You're always uh, oh yes, you were a prince and <laughs> a I know. From yeah. life. Nobody was yeah. ever
4: the village idiot <laughs> <Yeah>. No, <laughs> we
3: were never the village idiot You were always a prince or a princess. Always. Oh, you
2: were a court jester.
3: You were, yeah. a, court jester. <laughs> yeah, you were a court jester. I like that. Uh, Samantha was not happy that their uh, father was not included in Markle's coat of arms. She went on and on oh and attacked God. the royals and even included the Middletons in her rants calling the Duchess of Cambridge's family dysfunctional.
4: Okay, good. but you're not. You're Wait, not.
2: Was... Oh, here, was... Um, uh, What's her name? Markle. What's her first name? Megan. Megan Markle. Yeah. Was she born out of wedlock? I have no idea. Why? Because on her coat, if she's born out of wedlock, oh, yeah, her coat of arms, the, code, the 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 slash on the coat of arms, mm-hmm. yeah. instead of it goes the opposite of someone who's born in wedlock. Does oh, really? Yeah. One is, oh. a, one is Sinister and one is Dexter. And, and, and they Dex- still
4: do that today? Well, they,
2: well you would think. I, I mean that that this that whole coat of arms was developed by a heraldry rule system, right? Sure. And so what goes on? And stars and moons and flutter ponies. I mean, they all sorts of things that you have get on your get on your coat of arms. And I wonder that was a. I haven't seen the coat of arms. Is there a slash on it?
5: Uh, I don't know, but she was not born out of wedlock. Okay, with although bet. her parents did divorce when she was six. So that, she doesn't, that doesn't. count. That doesn't
4: count. No, that doesn't.
5: count. No. Does that count? No. Uh, let's see. There is no slash. It's vertical. A separation a vertical separation huh i don't yeah i mean on the right side there's three feathers and on the left side there's a bunch of crap and then a harp <laughs> a bunch
1: of, crap. A bunch of <laughs> crap i don't even
5: know what that's supposed to it's, it looks like it's a bunch of crap it's like
1: tapestries or something
5: four, <laughs> five, yeah, i don't know five chimeras or something i don't know really to say. but then a harp i don't know oh, the ch- griffins oh. i bet oh, oh, An of it are, is supposed whoa. to signify are they chimeras because a
2: chimera oh, yeah. is, is, you know, is, is a mixed uh, cell organism, which oh. is, has hat, which has uh, half, <laughs> half one sex, half the other sex, or oh. half one genetic code, half another genetic code oh. cells.
6: Maybe Whoa! Oh, you
2: know, well, they're chimeras. That well, that might be hard to say. They Probably may Griffin. They, they may just have to just cancel I'm, the wedding.
3: But yeah, I, I can say, say cancel weddings already happened. That our guests just called in, I believe.
6: Yeah, this is Kathy Williamson.
3: Hi, Kathy. How are you today? Good. I'm glad to hear it. We're just going on. Uh, the the I'm not big into the uh, you know royal wedding or any of that kind of stuff. But apparently, they're those kids are having problems, Kathy. I'll tell you that.
6: Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> she just goes, jeez.
3: That's really nice. <laughs> Am
6: I talking to Tom?
3: You you are indeed. Tom, okay, good. Tom and Ralph and Catherine and Andy and Cassie are all here we all want to talk to you I think it's a wonderful thing so your day so far is good you don't you uh, you're not Roseanne Barr did you hear what she did no her TV shows already been canceled because of it she uh, decided that she would compare Valerie Jarrett who worked in the Obama White House to a cross between the Muslim Brotherhood and uh, Planet of the Apes <laughs> so they've already canceled her show because of it
6: oh man i
3: mean what are you thinking what are you doing what are you thinking i just
6: Where, where's this world going to
3: <laughs> i don't know kathy i just i just have no idea what the what the problem is i don't get yeah. it and i'll never understand it yeah so what's the latest with you
6: just uh hanging out promoting my book trying to get it out there
3: i want to hear all about your book tell us all about your book i want to hear it
6: Right now we're on the air.
3: We are on the air. Oh, are you? Yeah, we're gonna. You just called in early, so when people call in early, we tend to like to put them on because sometimes fifteen minutes is not enough to interview someone. Gotcha. I mean, you understand that, right? Yeah. It, it all works out in the end. So yeah, I just uh, yeah, we're we are on the air. We're ready to go. So we do. We definitely want to hear about your book.
6: Okay, uh, it's called "My Friend Is an Addict." What can I do? I have been in both the shoes of an addict for a 10-year addiction, really, and in the shoes of a wife who had her life sucked out of her by a husband who was an ex-addict but also a narcissistic. So I know how to get my life back after that.
3: (laughs) I think that's that's rather interesting. So honest to God.
6: There's not much out there for the spouses and for the families to, to guide them, to give them hope. Yeah. Get their life back. Just Al-Anon, right?
5: Al-Anon yeah, or but whatever?
6: Yeah, Al-Anon doesn't allow advice giving. Oh, really? Oh, they, they really? don't? Mm. Uh-uh. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I didn't know that no. either. I had you no follow, idea that was true. You follow their procedure and you discuss what they say, but even if you go to a meeting, they're not allowed to give you guidance within the meeting. Now, people can go outside and you can hear from other people. But it's the blind leading the blind, and I'm so sick of it.
3: Yeah, I I understand that. We were just talking. I guess in a way, it's tied. And we were just talking about how people don't want to hear anyone's, anyone else's opinion on anything anymore. That if you don't believe everything I believe, I don't even want to talk to you.
6: I right. I don't understand right.
3: that. I don't. Know. Uh, Kathy Williamson with us. Uh, the book is called My Friend Is an Addict. What Can I Do? Use the roadmap out of addiction to influence your friend and to take back your life. We all know that addiction doesn't just impact addicts. It also shatters the lives of spouses, children, and friends. But what can loved ones actually do to help an addict? Addiction counselor and former addict Kathy Williamson says, many people feel helpless watching someone they care about struggle with addiction. But there are actual things you can do to help an addict get well from recovery programs. Kathy can explain why addiction is not a disease. They did, at first, they thought it was a disease, didn't they?
6: Well, they still do. Oh, they still do. All, I didn't that's know. That's all. That's all the addicts are being taught. Oh. Yeah, now, you I'm have my, a disease. I'm and my. You can. I'm in my, my, my sixties. When I had my addiction back in the uh, 1980s, you know, alcoholism was still a choice, and uh, oh. drug abuse was still a choice. But then the insurance companies realized that. They're not getting help to the people, so they started to tell them that it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. And then that carried over into every kind of problem that's out there.
3: Yeah, that's pretty amazing. uh, If it's not my fault, whose fault is it? (laughs) I mean, it's rather odd. they
6: they, They don't want to hear that it is your fault, but that's the best news around. Because if it's your fault... You can learn how to change.
3: Yeah, You and can get fix it. it. You can fix it. That's a wonderful yeah. thing. If it's your fault or your doing, maybe not the fault's not the right word, but it, if it is your doing, you can fix it.
5: If it's your action, yep. you can stop that action.
4: Right. Well, I always right. thought it was an interesting concept that it was a disease because, you know, if, if you think of other diseases, it's something that attacks your body
6: right. and you really
4: can't do anything about it. But with right. alcoholism or drug addiction it's like you have to do make it perform an action in order to get that result that's right
2: Kathy are you familiar with a a psychotherapist in Los Angeles called uh, uh, Nikki Monty no she uh, she she's recovering her husband's recovering and um, in her 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 husband and, and they both believe, and when Conrad speaks, her husband, when he says, he, when he, he says that uh, you did not become an alcoholic because your car broke down in front of a bar. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, pretty good. Well, with, and that's, there are other there are other things. And then yep. once you've once you're able to stop using a substance, then you can. So the the re- reason there's got to be reasons why this all started, and whether it's your childhood, whether it's just personality issues, whether it's stress, the thousand you have to start working on that, so you can start maturing more and trying to learn and get beyond this. Right. And until you do that, you're still at risk for recurrence. And it recovers. Right.
5: Yeah. Unless you have the DTS, you're drinking for a reason. So if you get rid of that reason, you get rid of the drinking. Yep. Or.
6: But see, most most people don't are teaching that there's underlying reasons yeah. why you're why you're drinking or out mm-hmm. doing drugs. Yeah. It can be even as simple as boredom in life, which is a lot of it. For a lot of it. Yeah. Or people because they're very creative and they don't have any outlets.
3: Kathy, we're going to take our break here. We'll be back in two minutes. You can stay with us, I hope. Sure. All right. We'll be right back in two minutes. Tom Bernard Show. Chris Lindahl's here. Ladies and gentlemen, finally a package that benefits the
0: homeowner and not the realtor. We're giving away a free home staging package. And the reason we're doing this for KQ listeners is because you just have to win that online beauty pageant. In today's world, over 90% of showings are done on the Internet. And so you want to make sure that you stand out. The Chris Lendl team has stagers on staff. So we're able to give you free staging packages at no cost to you. So how'd you come up with this idea, Chris? Well, what's happening right now is we're watching homeowners lose tens of thousands of dollars by not having the right architectural photography and the right staging. And so they're losing all of these impressions and these showings online. And we want to do something to make a difference. And one of the number one core values at the Chris Lendl team is to be generous and give back. So we're giving free home staging packages to kick you listeners. So, Chris, how do people get in touch with you? Yeah, to take advantage of the free home staging package, you can call 763-401-SOLD or go to ChrisLindahl.com. That's Chris with a K. And don't forget to mention, Tom sent you.
3: Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. So you're playing Come Together because it's a drug addict song?
1: Well, no. Nice. Is it? No. <laughs> no, I just
5: well, made that up I mean, you never know with them Well, that's true
1: We all do need to come together, so though We will. need to quit separating
2: ourselves I was so so, hoping superior. for lust for life
3: Yeah, lust for life, there you go Kathy Williamson, our special guest Her book is called My Friend is an Addict What can I do? Use the roadmap out of addiction To influence your friend and to take back your life So Kathy I gave up uh, drinking I was never a big drug user I never uh, Drugs were just not my deal but I gave up drinking like five and a half years ago or five, that's not quite five and a half years, about five and a quarter years ago. Yeah. And I just, you know, you gave, you gave it up and uh, you go, okay, well, that's good. But, I, you know, I, I'm very honest with our listeners because we talk about it once in a while and I'm very honest, it is boring as hell. <laughs> to be sober is boring. I'm sorry, but it is. Now, it doesn't mean I want to jump back in and start pounding uh, the, the wine again or whatever, but it's not, I mean, first of all, most of your friends will abandon you. Do people right. know that? Yep. Yeah, if you stop drinking or you stop doing the drugs with them, they're going to go away and they're going to find somebody else they can drink with, right? That's mm-hmm. right. So, I mean, I I don't fool people about that either. If they ask me, well, what, what's going to happen? I said, about ninety percent of your friends are going to go away and you'll never talk to them again, because that's they're they're hanging out with you because you party a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just a, that's just a fact. It is. Um, you know, on the upside of it, I'm, I'm still married, so that's good. You very know? good. Yeah, well, there mean, well. <laughs> my wife just said, well. I said, for now. Oh, for now. You said, mm-hmm. okay. well, thank you very much. Behave. Just,
4: Keep behaving.
3: <laughs> I just don't think what I did was that severe a thing that I should have been forced to stop drinking just because I threatened a guy in a restaurant to stab him to death with a steak knife. I just don't think that was that big a deal.
6: You don't huh. She
3: just goes. You don't, huh? Yeah. So, Kathy, what, what, for what reason did you finally say, you know, I've had enough with the because you uh, you were addicted to pain pills, correct? Right. So, what made you make up your mind, say, yeah, I got to stop doing this?
6: Well, I I had a vision for my life. Okay, I, I knew that one day I wanted to open my own crisis hotline, but I didn't know when or where. And. In order to prepare myself for that, I I started doing uh, counseling on a hotline as a volunteer, and I still had my problems. There's there's several phases. Mm -hmm. I finally figured out why I got into my addiction. That was was because I hated my parents, so I was 27 years old.
3: Yeah, so trauma, yeah.
6: I resolved that. I forgave them, which was a continuous forgiveness over... In several years mm-hmm. but when you when you understand what got you in doesn't necessarily get you out right because the longer you stay in your addiction or in your recovery the more self-centered you get you forget about everybody else and all you're focused on is me myself and I even though it's a good focus to try to get out mm-hmm. but my life didn't turn around until those doors opened for me to Uh, open up my own hotline and what I did in about three or four months my whole life turned around as a byproduct of doing what I was passionate about and using it to reach out to love love and serve others
3: I like the way you put that whole thing Kathy that it's like um, yeah people do abandon you but you also abandon people that is true you stop stop wanting to be around certain people that is true isn't it
6: yeah but one thing I want to focus on is it takes more than a decision because yeah, i yeah. i see all these addicts who want to quit but what tools are they given to to change their focus in their life i teach them to discover what your passion is in life it may not be a career but something that just totally gets you excited about doing it and bring that into your life at least once a week so you could have something to look forward to
3: yeah that's a good idea <laughs>
6: Is it- and then this, the second issue is to learn how to control your emotions. Uh-oh. Yeah.
3: I'm in that's, big trouble.
6: That's, that's why people relapse when they get out of rehab. <clears throat> They're back outside, and they have no idea how to handle their emotions. So I teach a thing called emotional freedom technique or tapping. It's like using acupuncture, but you use your fingertips to tap on certain meridians in your body. Mm-hmm. It's a quick an easy and fast relief, release from your emotions. They're using it now with veterans to cure PTSD in less than 10 sessions.
4: Really? They
6: cure it. That they cure it? tells you how powerful it is.
3: They actually cure PTSD? Yep. That's amazing. That is amazing. Um,
6: the, the theory behind it is that when an event happens or it happens over and over and over, it gets stuck in these energy meridians. And no matter how much counseling you have, it's not going to get it unstuck until you do this physical tapping on the different meridians to get it unstuck.
3: Is that kind of like the same theory about people that have a rubber band on their wrist and they snap it to keep from getting angry? Well, that's aversion therapy. That's aversion therapy. That's yeah. totally yeah. different.
6: It's not the same thing because no. it's not focusing on the issue and tapping on specific energy meridians in your body.
3: So I have a question for you, Kathy. You, yeah. What kind of pain pills were you addicted to?
6: Well, I started out with pancreatitis.
3: Oh, yeah, for right. about
6: almost six months in the hospital, two major operations. So pain medicine from that, and then Vicodin and uh, things like that.
3: The reason I asked that is that and it's interesting you brought up Vicodin because that's exactly – Brett Favre was just uh, just talking about the fact that he was a painkiller addict for years during his best years in football, as a matter of fact, and Vicodin was the one that he mentioned, that, that he yes. was taking some –
5: That's the he, most common uh, –
3: Narcotic painkiller by far, but he claims he at one time was doing thirty of them a
5: day.
4: I believe it. I don't don't know
5: about that.
4: We had a friend that said that he was up to fifteen a day, and that was many years ago. And I don't know if he ever got off of them. Yeah, I don't know. That many
5: though, your liver wouldn't make it out. What do you think, Kathy? Can you do that many?
6: Um, I don't know. I'm not a medical doctor. I just know it totally screws
2: you up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an interesting way to put yeah, it. The yeah. Tylenol screws you up. Yeah. That's what's in it.
5: Yeah, f- well, 30 yeah. Vicodin a day, yeah, your uh, your liver isn't coming out of that one. I wouldn't think so. I would think that's probably true.
3: Um, so when when you're taking painkillers, do you, you have to take more and more and more to get
5: that uh,
6: – mm-hmm.
3: Because they that same believe-
6: rush, yes. Yeah, so you yes.
5: get the same rush. You need to take more and more and more and more. And that's actually why they're a problem. If you yeah. didn't have to do that, they really wouldn't be that big of a problem. No,
3: I suppose that's true, yeah.
5: But it's just true. the volume. The volume of the whole deal is... Yeah, they just stop working, so you have to take more, and then they'll stop working. But even though they stop working, they're still uh, suppressing your uh, respiratory system just the same. So the bad part doesn't go away but the good part does yeah yeah
1: It takes it takes time for it to flush out of your system kathy i have a question for you i've heard this before from people who are addicted to pain medication um once they start building up a tolerance your it almost kind of tricks your brain and your brain actually starts making you think you have pain when you actually Uh, don't because it's craving that medication is that true in your case
6: not in my case no okay
1: I had never
6: heard that.
1: Yeah, because yeah. I've heard like some people, it's almost like um, a phantom pain or something. They think they're having pain when their brain, because their brain is saying, we're getting low on medication here. So they send out the pain receptors, even though there's not real pain there. They, you know, some with the brain, I um, I find the brain fascinating, but yeah. it's just... Um,
5: well, I know there's a thing called opiate-induced algesia, which means pain pills actually make you feel pain. It, mm-hmm. But it's very rare. Oh, it is okay. extremely uncommon. Yeah, yeah. And, or you cannot... But
6: actually, what what's more common is we just lie. We just lie <laughs> and go tell the doctor we're in pain. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're, we we get very very good at it.
2: Okay. Kathy, there, I, am, I am a physician, and a lot of pressure is being put on physicians to help uh, control or mitigate some of the narcotic use in America, saying that it's, it comes from uh, the medical source. Did all of your pain pills come from a physician when you were addicted? Yes. Okay. And so you never had a problem getting your insurance to pay for, or you paid
5: for any prescription that you got?
6: Nope. Insurance paid for it. Wow. Really?
5: Yeah, you'd think they would, like, keep a tab of what they paid for. And like notice something like that, but
6: well, you know that was back in the 80s. I'm not sure how much uh, control they had over over
2: looking at it. But now that in the state of Minnesota, we're required as a physician, you're required to sign up or not. You're not required. You're it's responsible to sign up for a program where they monitor your prescribing habits. Mm. And if you write continued large amounts of, of drugs to a single patient. You know, a red flag goes up and says, hey, buddy, you know, maybe this person's got a problem. Maybe we should get them involved in a different kind of a program so yeah. that they're not taking so much of this Tylenol and all of this
5: yeah. narcotics. Right. But before the age of computers, that wasn't really yeah. Oh, that's right. feasible, yeah. Yeah, that is true, isn't
3: it? Kathy, I like your take on the whole situation. You've been through it yourself. First of all, pancreatitis is extremely painful, isn't it? Oh, yeah.
6: <sighs> yes. Oh,
3: man. So you got that situation all worked out. You don't get pancreatitis any longer?
6: Uh. The- I went from 1979 to
3: 2003, the oh. last I had it. Oh,
6: God. So, yeah, they never have found out, you know, what caused it or whatever.
3: Oh, they never did find out what what caused your pancreatitis?
6: No.
5: That's amazing.
6: Well, you and said, I didn't drink.
5: No, you
3: didn't <laughs> drink at all. that's
6: one of the causes.
5: Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, with could, pretty much all that, that, that stuff, it, they're, they're, the risk factors are drinking and smoking and obesity for, like, everything. <laughs> it, what? Yet, yet uh, pancreatitis. You can have just one drink, and you can get pancreatitis. I mean, really?
2: it, it, oh it, it, yeah. Oh, it's if it, I
6: have a drink today within twenty-four hours, I have pancreatitis. Thanks.
2: Wow. Really? It, yep. Oh yeah. Oof, oof, does, oof. does it
4: ever regenerate itself or get completely healed? No. Um, I don't
6: know. No. Yeah. but getting, getting back to you know the opiate crisis, mm-hmm. society is focusing on. Cutting back on the supply, don't they realize that will never work? You got to cut back on the demand. The demand will still be there, and they'll just go to the streets to get it.
5: Yeah, and that's Mm -hmm. what the people are doing, and dying of fentanyl overdose.
6: Yeah, and and Kathy, the only way you you can cut back on the demand is to get these addicts out of their addiction.
2: mm -hmm. And Kathy, how can forever? (laughs) What else can we do as a society to cut down on the demand? Because the the production of opium uh, out of uh, Afghanistan is as high as it's ever been, the production of cocaine out of Colombia is as high as it's ever been, yeah. and that's because of the demand worldwide, particularly in America. So, is there anything we can do uh, short of being draconian that to do that, besides getting people getting people into uh, uh, treatment or getting people into sobriety, what else can we do?
6: That's the only thing you can do. Unfortunately, a lot of the uh... Rehab centers are a hodgepodge of different modalities that really don't work. My method, people uh, don't want to hear about because, of course, the insurance companies and so forth. I cannot get my foot in a rehab center unless I can show them how it will increase their income. They won't talk to
3: me. Yeah, that's not good, is it? Unless we can make money from you, we don't want you around.
6: Yeah. But let's go, what, what can we as a society do? Mm-hmm. We have to know that it can be, I want to use the word cure, even though people put up their walls when they hear that. But the first thing, like I had said before, is, to, is more than a decision. They have to shift their focus, find out what their passion is in life, bring that in, learn how to handle their emotions. And once they have those tools and those skills... Then they can look at, okay, what's the underlying reason that I was escaping from?
3: Well, absolutely. It makes complete sense. The book is called My Friend is an Addict. What Can I Do? Use the roadmap out of addiction to influence your friend and to take your back your life. Kathy Williamson, thank you so much. It makes a lot of sense. I think you're handling your addiction very well, actually.
6: Thank you. Thank you.
3: Have a magnificent day. Thank you, Kathy.
6: You too. Bye-bye.
3: Kathy Williamson, again, My Friend is an Addict is the name of the book. What Can I Do? Um, yeah, she was very clear thinking, I thought
2: Yeah, But she well, that idea about demand Yeah. There's not in, so, Until something is done about that yep. You're not doing it Because all the deaths The deaths aren't from pills that, prescri- that physicians prescribe no. yeah. All the deaths are from fentanyl mm-hmm. Which is illegal on the street Well, plus the fact Here's what I've
3: never understood And I'm very serious about this I'm going to go buy drugs from a person I've never met before And I really have no idea what the drugs yeah. are Yeah why the hell would I ever do that? There's no
5: way I'd do that. Yeah, no matter how hard up you are, yeah. knowing that there's a, you know, what, 1% chance that you uh, take this and you're dead? It's not a good, uh, not good odds. I'm not going to do that. That's something I won't be doing. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I would wonder if it would be possible for them to make a center where you can go and say, here's my drug. Does it have fentanyl in it? And if it does, then I don't know. Maybe they'll swap it out for some non-fentanyl having drug or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it do- and if it doesn't, then they just give it back and say you're good. Or go, or do we go, or do we go present to Tarte and do extrajudicial killings? Just kill people. Trump should just tweet that he likes opiates.
3: Everyone <laughs> <laughs> will <stay. laughs>
5: hey, Thank you, thank you. We'll, we'll be back. <laughs> hour
3: three coming up. Tom Bernard.